the Hario V60 is a great dripper. Um, it comes in multiple different materials that it can get made out of, from the plastic to the glass to the ceramic. Personally, I have the best results with the plastic version of the dripper. I think you get really great heat retention out of that device, and you're not really going to break it, which is always a plus. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101 in a universe full of random data. We are the place to get organized, true to the facts, data for coffee education. So Coffee 101, it is your one-stop shop. It is where you come and where your mama comes and where your second cousin comes when they have questions about coffee. And we're here to kind of just dish it out. So we're glad you're here. Welcome. All right, I'm in the studio today with Katie, and we're going to do the second of our two episodes on pour-overs, doing the OGs of last week we did Kalita Wave, which was a flat-bottom brewer. And this week we are doing Hario V60, which is a cone filter style brewer so katie have you ever done a pour over on a hario v60 probably probably um you know one thing we'll talk about in the episode is and and uh this is something that i've seen i noticed before um i even like learned this on the side is that you will pound for pound get a little more extraction out of a Hario V60 than you will a Kalita Wave, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast. And so a um, little tidbit for our 101ers out there, if you're, you know, we'll say doing a lighter roast and you're holding everything else equal, you might want to go with the Hario V60 um, because it'll give you a little more back-end oomph as far as body um, that you'll appreciate on that lighter roast, whereas... Again, everything being equal, you might do a Kalita Wave, which is a flat-bottom brewer for a medium or a dark roast. So just fun things to think about because those are things that we think about here on we Coffee 101. Hario V60, one thing I wanted to make sure because I've already recorded the interview, but uh-huh. um, I, I didn't say it in the interview and I wanted to make sure we said is the, the 60 of the V60 uh-huh. is the angle of the uh-huh. actual brewer. Look at them trying to use math. Yeah, so so 60-degree angle there on your brewer. But otherwise, we cover everything else in the episode. So are you ready to just go straight to the episode, or you want to chat? Absolutely. Okay, all right, we'll go straight. And we're talking again this week with Arsalan and Mark from Flux Coffee. All right, Arsalan and Mark, I got y'all back on. You know, you had time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule, and uh, how did the uh, event go this weekend? It was, it was exhausting. Yeah, I bet it, it was. It was great. We absolutely crushed it. Couldn't have went better for us. That's that's awesome. Um, well, you know, last week we talked about um, Haria V60. Uh, so, I'm sorry, last week we talked about Kalita Wave, but this week we're going to talk about Hario V60. So these are kind of the two kind of big concepts as far as like flat bottom brewer versus a 
Cone Brewer. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I, I think I'm just going to start by giving y'all the floor and just like, just, just give me the skinny on, on Hario V60 pluses, minuses, what you love, what you don't, you know, what you've thrown against the wall. So the Hario V60 is a great dripper. Um, it comes in multiple different materials that it can get made out of from the plastic to the glass to the ceramic. Um, personally, I have the best results with the plastic version of the dripper. I think you get really great heat retention out of that device. Um, and you're not really going to break it, which is always a plus, whether you're in a cafe setting or at home. You know, like I think we all get a little upset when something we spent money on breaks. Um, and then as far as the actual dripper itself goes, it's essentially the the gold standard when you think of a conical dripper. A V60 is what's going to pop into your head. Yeah. Um, it has spiral ridges that kind of swirl around the bottom of the dripper that kind of helps keep a slight separation between your filter and the walls to help airflow and have stabilized the flow in your broom as well as having a big hole at the bottom. And because you're using one big hole at the bottom and a dripper that way, the way in which you pour your water is going to drastically affect how you brew your coffee. So we kind of like the Kalita wave when we talked about it last week and saying that it's going to be really consistent and that restricted bottom is going to really help stabilize the flow rate of your brew. You're not quite going to get that out of V60, but in my opinion, that's one of the fun things about a V60 because I can pour really slow and delicate and almost have like an asthmatic flow happening, or I can kind of fill it up and let it kind of flow really fast and you'll notice huge differences in the taste of your brew that way. So with that being said, there is a certain level of skill involved Mm -hmm. in making a really good V60. Um, And there are some devices out there that kind of help you cheat this in a way. So there's this device called the Hario Drip Assist, which is designed to fit perfectly onto your V60. And essentially what that device looks like, it's just a a small kind of thing covering that's going to go on there. And there's two sections into it. There's a middle section and an outer section. Mm -hmm. And you're going to pour your water into one of those two sections. The middle one is going to be a faster flow rate. It's going to give you more agitation. um, And that the water is going to go through about eight and a half grams a second. The outer one is going to be a slower flow rate um, at about three and a half grams a second. So, if you start using that, you can kind of get some of that really nice consistency out of the clear that you would normally wouldn't get in the V60, yep. but also have the ability to adjust what's happening while you're kind of pouring. Man, you just threw those numbers out. Like, like I'm, I mean, I was just impressed that, you know, like I was learning that there was a drip assist. I didn't even know there was a drip <laughs> assist. And, yeah. you know, and then on top of that, you're throwing out like eight grams and three grams or, you know. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, no, Mark is a professional. I participate. <laughs> um, what's really nice about the V60 is also how accessible it is. Yeah. Because uh, they're, like, you can find them on sale at places for like $7. Yeah. Um, and so they're really cheap. And there's a lot of devices, like Mark was saying, the drip assist is, you know, I think the best one mm-hmm. um, that 
you know, for someone who's getting into pour overs is a fantastic way for them to dive in without being in over their heads. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's really cool. Um, so a couple of things I was thinking about, you know, when you are talking. So, yes, I would say Hario V60 is definitely, I think, more of a challenge to, you know, get a good pour over um, compared to a Kalita wave or a flat bottom. Uh, and so that's part of why, um, you know, we or I would recommend, you know, if you're as far as starting that, you know, Kalita wave is a great place to start. Um but you do you do need to probably understand why you pour the way you pour and and what you know different things can do um, and how that impacts your extraction or things getting backed up um, and a couple other points I was thinking about um, at the very beginning mark when you were talking you know you said you said you liked a plastic uh, dripper. And uh, I think you said that it tends to keep it hotter, or did I just make that up? Yeah, it has, in my opinion, plastic usually has the best heat retention, which basically means that plastic is going to pull less heat out of our flurry that's going to be in the brew. Yeah. And so it's going to leave most of the heat, you know, like in that water where something like metal or ceramic when you're done brewing, you're going to touch it, and you'd be like, wow, this stripper's so hot. Well, yeah. all that heat had to come from somewhere. Yeah. So all that's coming from your water, so your water's not quite going to remain at the higher temperature that it, you might have intended it to be when you were brewing. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And and the reason, the reason I point that out is, to be brutally honest, when I was doing, like, the prep for – um, this episode, I, I read somewhere that plastic was better at heat retention than the other types. And I did not write it down because I did not believe that. But in your, but, but, but independent of that, you kind of came up with that. Um, and so I think just having, I don't know, for me, just having those two independent sources, um, you know, I, I think y'all are probably right. So I, I I learned a little bit. So that's a good thing. And I think the the term heat retention is a little tricky when you're talking about the plastic. Yeah. Because the plastic doesn't hold the heat. Uh, it's just more neutral to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you have ceramic, the ceramic wants to be cold. Like, it wants to be room temperature. Yeah. So you have to douse it with hot water to get it to the temperature where you want. And it's constantly going to want to be go back down to room temperature. So it's pulling, you know, and the hot water in the coffee is heating it back up. So it's a constant back and forth with things that aren't plastic where the plastic is, this is the temperature of the plastic and it doesn't really fluctuate or, or draw heat the way other things do. Yeah. So it's less of a heat sink than other device and then other materials, I guess. Is yeah. Yeah. Just... It's worded, so it's less confusing. Yes. And, and I would, so I would word it more confusing, and I would say that that um, there's less heat dissipation, you know, as far as like the yeah, heat, heat, yeah, the heat yeah. leaving, um, you yeah. know, across through there. But you're right on a ceramic, um, you're definitely going to feel the heat on the outside, and for sure, you know, on a on a metal one. Um, 
one interesting thought that I have had, and I have talked to other brewers about this, with specifically with the Hario V60, um, is a lot of times, if not all the time, um, your spirals, the ridges on the inside, um, have a clockwise rotation. And how, if at all, for either of you, does that impact um, how you pour? And and so here's here's what I'm thinking, or here's my theory is, and I have not tested this out, but this is my theory, is that if you pour counterclockwise that you're going to get a different extraction than if you poured clockwise because you're either pouring with or you're pouring against the spirals i don't know what do y'all think Uh, i've never thought of that yeah i'll be (laughs) honest I, i never really thought of that i can say that just naturally i always pour clockwise just because i do too i just how the clock goes it's just how my brain operates yeah it's like i write left or right i'm going to start pouring and just go that same way kind of too so i just instinctually always pour clockwise and i haven't really done any testing on counterclockwise pouring um i do just know in the world of v60s um people kind of play around with how much they want to try to use those ridges to kind of get the fines out of the brew and onto those ridges and see if they can kind of remove them away from the brew of that. So like a lot of people do like a little swirl when they're done pouring and that's mainly to push the fines to the higher parts of the sidewall of the dripper and to that way they don't get stuck at the bottom and potentially clog or stall out a brew. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of think of it more in those terms of, am I trying to actively push fines to the wall or am I trying to keep everything kind of in the middle of the brew? Okay, so let's say you've already mastered a Kalita wave and you're thinking, all right, here we go. Let's kick it up a notch. And so you just bought a Hario V60. You need some great coffee to go with that Hario V60. And what I would recommend as a starter if you like a medium roast, would be Front Runner, which is Uncle Coffee's flagship medium roast single origin from the Nariño region of Colombia, which is the highest growing region. The reason that they do it from the highest growing region is because that gives you the most antioxidants, anti-inflammatories in the cup. It also happens that those are denser beans, and so it's going to taste better than your lower-grown coffees. So check it out, Front Runner. If you're looking for a light roast, um, we're really digging uh, Upper 90 right now, which is from Zambia. It's a single origin. And I'll be honest, lean in because I'm going to whisper this. Upper 90 is my favorite coffee right now that Humble sells. But don't tell anyone. And if you're into, like, feel-good stuff, uh, we give back part of uh, the proceeds we make from Upper 90 to an orphanage that we support in Zambia. So you can go to HumbleCoffee.com or you can click on the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. I think I am going to try sometime and just see 
you know, because you know, I guess technically on the back end, I mean, of course we could do it by taste, but we could also do by, you know, refractometer and see if the clockwise versus counterclockwise made a difference. I'm also thinking about with, with, with what you're saying, when you do a swirl, whether you're doing it, just holding it up or you're doing it, you know, with some kind of spoon or something, um, again, does clockwise or counterclockwise help or hurt where those fines go? Um, you know, and, and that, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. It's a very interesting question that I've never thought about. What about, uh, all right, so I got another question or thought. So we talked about this a little bit last week um, about that kind of paper taste. And um, so thinking about filters, um, do y'all have an opinion or a strong opinion on like you know bleached versus unbleached or you know white versus brown filters um so pretty much exclusively i only really use white filters um most of the filters i use are not bleached filters there's be a different type of processing that would be kind of chemical free of kind of you know making them white um but i find that to kind of just be you know, like the best, the fun thing about something like a Hario V60 is you have so many options of different filter types and different types of brew that you can essentially fit into your cone shaped brewer, Yeah, you know, from Kono filters to cafe filters. Um, there's just so many different other brands, the side brisk that are coming out that can help influence your brew. Um, and I find more so, than flat bottoms is you really have a lot of options for filters on your conical brews. Yeah. And you know, one thing for our one on ers out there, um, I would say is if you're doing a pour over and it's, you know, what looks like it's getting clogged, um, you know, think about stuff like, is it, is it my pour technique? Is it, you know, did I grind too fine, stuff like that. But also don't forget, you know, your filter. There is a lot of difference filter to filter to filter in like how thick or, you know, what it'll let through and what it won't. And some are going to work better for whatever it is you're doing than others. But, you know, just find that right filter um, and, you know, stick with it. Right now at home, I've got a, um, I'm using a Melita filter on something else i think it's on my um just on my regular coffee pot um and and i I can just tell that it it just takes it longer to you know than what i was used to and the only thing that changed changed was the filter um it's just a thicker filter yeah melita has fast flow filters now too okay cool see i learned all (laughs) kinds of stuff so uh tell me Y'all tell me about um, what your actual, like, go-to recipe as far as, like, how you do, um, you know, your uh, Hario V60, whether it's at the house or whether y'all are, you know, at the coffee shop there at Flux, um, you know, and it may be similar to the one, just a different brewer that we talked about last week, but um, I, I still would... I still would like our audience to kind of hear y'all's thoughts behind what you do. So you're, you're not going to believe this. Okay. But bring it's it. It's the identical recipe 
okay. that we used last week for that clear. Like I said, I like to make my brewers do the work. Yeah. Um, I don't want to have to do the extra work. So I basically would just swap it out. So just to kind of refresh everyone's memory, or maybe we've got some new listeners today, that recipe is going to be 20 grams of coffee. We are looking to do a bloom of 80 grams, four times our body weight. And we're going to let that coffee bloom for 30 seconds. At that point, we are going to pour up to 220 grams. Um, and then right when we're almost to the bottom of where our grinds are sitting in the bed, um, we're going to do another pour up to 320 grams. And we're looking for about a 230, give or take, depending on the coffee and the dial of that coffee, total brew time. Um, a little bit earlier, I mentioned the Hario Drip Assist. Yeah. Um, we use those for all of the pours at our cafe. And it's basically that same recipe. We're going to do our first bloom pour, that first 80-gram pour. We're going to pour into the middle section, which yeah. is that faster flow rate. Um, we're going to get a little more agitation to start it up. And then after that, our next two pours are going to happen on that outer ring. We're going to get a little bit lower of a flow rate, down to three and a half grams a second. Um, and it's going to be a little bit softer of an impact, a little bit less agitation as we go. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, so you're not going to believe this. I use pretty much the exact same, you know, on Harley V60 as I do Kalita Wave. Uh, so I'll run, I'll run our listeners through what we do. Um, and I'll do it quicker than I did last week. So pre-wet the filter, removes that papery taste, but also preheats the brewer, like Arsalan said uh, last week on the show. And I will actually, one one difference for the uh, Hario V60 is I will put a divot in the middle of, you know, my grinds, and then when I start my pours, you know, I'll start in the middle and work my way out, um, and I do 30, 100, 100, 100, um, as far as my, my grams on my pours for a 20 gram, uh, amount of coffee, so it's about a 1 to 16.1 or something like that, whereas Mark is right at about, um, a 1 to 16, um, now, one interesting thing that you can do with the Hardy V60 that you can't necessarily do, or it's a lot harder with a, a Kalita Wave is if you want to agitate or swirl around the actual brewer itself, it's a lot easier to do that and get a pretty even bed that lays down as opposed to with the baffles that you have for the uh, Kalita Wave. It's 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 a little harder, more cumbersome to try to like pick that thing up and and swirl it around or even take a little spoon and swirl it around without stuff getting caught, um, you know, up. Um, and then you'd get a little less extraction there. Um, and, and with this, or even with what we talked about last week, eventually you want um, your bed to look reasonably flat um, when you've finished your brew, um, which would be a good ballpark of, okay, you know, I spread out my water fairly evenly um, as far as distribution goes. And so the extraction should be good and predictable. And then the last thing I'd say, which we didn't say last week, but I always say is extraction temperature 
is different than drinking temperature. So when you're at like 195 to 205, which is where we want to be for brewing, um, that's really too hot um, to really enjoy the cup. You know, usually you want it a temperature uh, to, to go down quite a bit. So for me personally, that's about 10 minutes, um, you know, after uh, it comes off the brewer. Thoughts, guys? Um, I, yeah, so uh, let's go back a second with uh, the flatbeds. Go for it. Um, I think what's more something that if you're brewing with a V60, you need to focus on a little bit more than with a Kalita Wave is your how high you're holding the kettle from the brewer and the flow rate of that water coming out. Because uh, if you hold it a lot higher, you're going to get a lot more agitation. Right. And you're going to taste that more in the final cup than compared to a Kalita. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, I've been to way too many shops where, you know, they're pouring and they're holding it really high and there's a lot of agitation coming out. And that water is going through really fast. You have like a, you know, minute, 30 second pour over. Um, so, you know, typically what, what I do to help that is, you know, the first pour, I'm a little higher on, a little bit more aggressive with my flow rate, so I can try to mix it yeah. while I'm pouring, so I don't have to, you know, use a spoon or anything. And then my subsequent pours, I get more gentle, and I'm really close to the, the actual brew, you know, the, the waterbed on top of the, the pour-over device, and I'm pouring really gently. Um, you know, sometimes you can, you know, it's just water sitting on top. Like you could see the distinction is water sitting on top and the coffee on the bottom. Yeah. Um, and that helps a lot with extracting properly. And it also teaches you more repetitiveness with that. So you can repeat your pours because you could do the exact same recipe. And if you're really high pouring on one and really low, you're going to taste the difference. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think that's a good point. And like we said way, way at the beginning of, of this episode, um, there's just a little more variability as far as like potential, you know, for what you can mess up, but also what you can make great, um, you know, with um, Hario V60. So, yeah, the de- the degrees of freedom, I guess you'd say, is, is you have more stuff that you can kind of mess with and but also mess up. Unless you're a gentle, poor guy like Arsalan is. I'm just talking in theory. <laughs> <laughs> in theory. Well, listen, guys, it was a pleasure having you on today. Um, any any final thoughts on uh, on pour-overs? I, yeah, so I'm not one to really follow rules the exact way that they're supposed to be. <laughs> you? Think, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think if you find a way that makes a, a drink that you really like, but you read on Reddit that you shouldn't do this one thing, but you do that one thing and you really like it, then you should continue to do it. Because yeah. uh, there's no wrong way to make coffee. There's just people's opinions who are louder than yours. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different ways to make coffee in a lot of different styles. And what I prefer might not be what you prefer doesn't make either one right or wrong. I mean, mine is obviously right, but, um, (laughs) you know, if there's something that you do that you read online that you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be deterred to stop doing that because if you like it, that's all that matters. 
Yeah, no, that's what we say at um, at Humble Coffee is at the end of the day, if you like the cup, then thumbs up. Like past that, we don't care. I mean, we're happy, happy that um, that you feel comfortable enough to, you know, dive deeper into coffee in general. And so um, past that, we do not push like, no, 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 but this, you should taste this, this tastes better. Like, if, you know, if you like it, then whatever. Um, so speaking of like, y'all, for each of you, give me, as we as we finish up here, for Flux Coffee, um, and we'll put a link in the show notes, um, give me a coffee that our listeners, um, if they wanted to buy off of uh, your website, fluxcoffee.com, fluxcoffee.com, um, for each of you, give me give me the coffee that you're like digging digging right now. So what I'm gonna go with? So instead of giving the coffee that I'm digging the most right now, I'm gonna plug our Mexican Chiapas. That coffee is our workhorse. Okay. Um, it's the only coffee that we offer year round. Everything else is in a state of flux per se. Um, <laughs> we're you know and on rotation. But yeah. that one, it's our espresso, it's our cold brew, it's our drip. It is the cup of coffee that you think about when you think about a cup of coffee. Yep. It is chocolatey, it is nutty, it has a great body to it, it's got a caramelliness kind of flavor to it. It is comforting and everything that you want, and it's for people who aren't as into crazy coffees, it's a very inviting cup of coffee while also being unique in its own way yeah cool arsalan what you got um i was, I was gonna say that <laughs> um, so i'm gonna be very divisive and um we have a natural costa rica okay uh from las lajas it's a farm we've been getting coffee from for the last six years and it absolutely slapped yeah. and oh you know we just got some of their honey processes in today. I haven't even roasted them yet. Um, but they do an excellent job with everything that we've ever gotten from them. And we, me personally, I love naturals and yeah. honey processes. And the one from Las Lajas is one of the best. It's not too funky. Um, it's just very flavorful. It has just the right amount of fruitiness. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's slapped. Yeah, that's awesome. So for our 101ers out there, they, they've really given you two great but very different coffees. So the first one from uh, that Mexican Chiapas um, is, like Mark said, it's a it would be a predictable what you expect from coffee, coffee. And then um, for those of you who have not listened to the episodes on processing methods, which was in season one, uh, you need to go back and listen to those because the processing method makes a big difference in the taste. And so that Costa Rican that Arsalan was talking about is a natural process or a dry process, and it'll taste a lot different. And I'm with him in that personally, I like a natural process better than what we call a wash process. But um, I would say that 85 plus percent of our consumers and supporters um, like that go-to coffee, which for us, the equivalent of what y'all use uh, 
for everything is we have one from uh, Columbia um, that we roast to about that same level, um, and it's kind of our go-to. I hear you. All right. I know y'all got other things to do, so I'm going to let you go. Fantastic seeing you again. All right. Y'all too. Take care. Peace. Good dudes. Yeah. Um, You know, and to be like brutally honest, because their shop was so busy and those guys helped run it, Uh um, they actually both hopped in Mark's car in the front seats. And because it was the only place that it it was quiet enough, you know, in the New York greater area where they could reasonably record. Um, So, yeah, so it worked out. Nice. I feel like um, doing coffee or having a coffee shop in New York is just like such a different vibe. Yeah. Because like, I mean, ours is in like little old Mississippi. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's cute. It's quiet. It's whatever. But then, like, New York, I feel like it would all be, like, hustle and bustle. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I want that stress level. I feel like it'd be kind of fun. I don't know. It would get you excited. I've been to New York, and one thing that really, I guess, I was not used to was the constant noise. Yeah. So, like, even in the middle of the night, like, sirens and honking horns. I don't think I would want to live there, but I would love to, like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be fun to live there for like a year or something. Yeah. I think it's a city for like young people because even, you know, with some of the training and stuff that I've done in Uh the past, um, I looked at um, New York um, as a place to potentially live and train. And uh, at the time had young kids and logistically like being in the middle of like Manhattan or somewhere like that and trying to. I'll be a very different person. You would be a very different person, but we are happy with the Katie that you are. Aww. All right. That's all we got today on Coffee 101. I hope that you enjoyed everything, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and hand it over to Katie and impromptu let her finish us out. Go. I won't say that I am a um, spontaneous person. And I am sometimes. I don't know if I'm feeling it today. But I will say that I think you guys need to leave us a review because those are really fun to read. And give us a rating. Five stars preferably. But you can give us one star if you want. You know, if that's how you feel. We like honesty. And we'll hunt you down. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, and then if you want to follow our social media, we're on pretty much everything. Just at Umbo Coffee. We're trying to get TikTok started. Yeah. So, so yeah, if y'all are TikTok people, like, follow us because we had, like, one video that got, like, out of the gate, like, 700 and something views. And then the next one, which was a way better video, got, like, two views. Ooh. And it was probably me and my mama, you know? Yeah. Like, and that was it. So. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't figured out TikTok yet, but I'm old. Oh, you've already started TikTok? Yeah. For Humble. For Humble. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so, and if, if y'all are out there and you're thinking, well, how does that relate to Coffee 101? So, Umble is our sponsor, and um, that's where everything goes through. And so, if you want to know anything about Coffee 101, just tag or follow Umble. Um, so, anyway, we just love sharing coffee education, knowledge, all that kind of stuff out there. So, yeah. peace out. Love y'all. We'll see you next time on Bye. Coffee 101.